This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. All right, let's bow our heads as we go into the message of the day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we bless you, we worship you, we glorify you, we give you all the glory, all the honor, the adoration as we commit today's message unto the mighty hand. We call upon you, Lord, to come and have your way. Come and take your proper position. Let the word that will flow from your throne of grace bring forth revival, bring forth healing. That destinies will be turned around. Those in captive will be set free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord is good. The message this morning is titled Turning Around My Captivity. Job chapter 42, verses 10 to 13. And the message wants me to turn around my captivity. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Double blessings, more than he had lost. The problem of man is man's desire to limit God. We are always limiting our Creator. We are be clouded by what we see, what we feel, what we think, and we tend to believe, give a false imagination of the mightiness of the devil, mightiness of our problem, more than what God can do for us. Came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters, and all they that had been of his acquaintance before, and it eat bread with him in his house and they bemourned him and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. Every man also gave me a piece of money and everyone an earring of what? Gold. The question this morning, where were these people before now? Where were they before now? Why did they not come before? How come not even one of them showed up? How come at a particular time, all of them began to come forth. What happened? Leave what happens in the supernatural because that one is for the Lord and the host of heaven who decide what happens on earth because the supernatural determines the natural. The heart of the kings, they are in the hand of the Lord. I always say, but the Lord said, I would tell one this way, I would deny him favor. And the person would think that it's a joke. One this way, I would deny him or her favor. Immediately, God denies you favor. All of them will call your enemies. Come and reproach unto them. It was Job and so called problems. There are times in the battle, our journey of life, your faith must be called to task. God will task your faith. For you to move to the next level, it must be by your faith. When He sees your faith in action, then He moves for you. That's why the Word of God says, Faith can move what? Mountains. When God saw his feet, he saw everybody move. All roads lead to Job's house. Oh, yeah. The same God that said, No, all roads does not lead to Job's house. Turn around and say, All roads lead to Job's what? He said, This is man Zion, whom nobody seeketh after. A wedding man that nobody recognizes again. You see the irony of life? Life without Christ. If anything happens, you won't have anybody around you. But you need Christ to bounce back. 
it is stage. If anything happens, that's when you find out whether you have friends or not. Everybody will desert you. So when God turns around his captivity, doors open again. From today, your doors will open. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Don't ever despise anybody in life. That person you are despising could be a billionaire tomorrow. That person you are despising who is going through a situation is on his way to the top. You might not know. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen and 1,000 sheep ashes. Trial is a good business in the sight of the Lord. Affliction is a good business in the sight of the Lord who wants it. There are trials that will never go away except your past traits. The devil said, I will deal with this man. If, let me finish with him. Then let me see whether he will still call you God. He had also seven sons and what? Three daughters. Seven sons and three daughters. Everything was restored. What is captivity? Captivity is a state or period of being imprisoned, confined, or enslaved. People can be held captive spiritually and physically. In prison spiritually, they can be confined, they can be snared spiritually. When you are held captive spiritually, of course, you can still move around, but your blessings can never move around. But the person's destiny will be imprisoned, who will have assets confined. The person will be limited to a particular place spiritually, will not be allowed to explore, will not be allowed to attract good things. Many destinies, stars, potentials, talents, virtues are held captive. There are limited destinies that are imprisoned, confined or enslaved spiritually in the hands of the enemy. He comes, who right it is, and I'll give it to that person. These are blessings that are held captive by the devil. But when the poor God moves, he begins to overturn, overturn, overturn. Out of their hands shall be no more in the hands of those enemies. As that person appears spiritually, he gives it over to that person. Today, every captivity whether foundational captivity or otherwise, that has been holding you in bondage, must break and scatter. Amen. Must break and scatter. Amen. Must break and scatter. Amen. And lose their hold over your destiny. Amen. In the book of Job chapter 1, come with me to the book of Job chapter 1. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Mixed multitude. They will say, hey, devil, bind, cast. Yes, you are right. But don't think that the devil is an invisible personality. It's not invisible. In the sight of God, it's visible. It could be visible to you as man, but it's not invisible to God. When the children of God came to receive from God, the accuser of brethren came. He too came. It's always there to accuse. And Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord, verse 7, and said, from going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down, in need. Where are you coming from? He said, oh God, my business is just to move to and what? Through. In the earth. I don't have any destination. I don't have any base. I just move. I just walk up and down looking for who to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I just move up and down as an area boy. That is number one area boy here. You pursue this boss. Once you drive, you pursue another one. Moving up and down. And the Lord said unto Satan, has thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and is evil. Can God give such a testimony about you? 
Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Don't you fear God for naught? He said, ah, You are talking as if he's just serving you. He's just fearing you. But he said, You know why he's, he has fear of God? You know why he's serving you? Verse 10. Has not that made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he had on every side that has blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increasing in the land? He said, You have shielded him. That's right. If you break the hedge, the serpent will do what? The hedge means God's protection. He said, You have built a hedge, protection around about him in and out. And you have blessed him mightily. You know, nobody can touch him. 11. But put for thy hand now and touch all that he has, and it will cause him to thy face. <laughs> they say, If I strike him now, just give me permission. I strike him, all the things he has, you will see that he will cause you. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he has is in thy power. Only upon himself, put not for thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. There was a bed between God and the devil over Job. What you saw there is what is happening to you today. Hello? There is a bit over your soul. The devil is telling God, it's because of what you are giving to them. It's because of this. It's because of this. It's because you are shielding, protecting. He will deny the love of God and follow you. Do you love him because he has given you a husband and children? Do you love him because he has given you breakthroughs and open doors? Do you love him because of the blessings he has given to you? Or is your love for God genuine? If I have not given you what you are asking, is your love for me, God, tied to the things you're expecting from me? Is it tied to the blessings I have given to you? So if you don't have them tomorrow, what will happen? God is no longer God. That's why you see Christian moment, complain, gossip, confront God, judge God, judge the prophet of God. He said, he said, he didn't say. Why is it not happening? God, God. Is watching you. That thing I say I will do for you. If I don't do it that time, will you still love me? That's in one for me. I have not given to you. Is that why you enter my house? You'll find your face. Is that why you're a scorpion? Anybody that comes near you, you release your venom and sting the person. There is a bait between God and devil over your soul. And I want someone under the voice of my voice to hear this morning that there is no captivity, there is no bondage. There is no situation that you are going through in life that our Lord and Savior do not know of. Not allow you to be tempted more than you can be here. Even in the face of that temptation, I will make a word of escape. He knew and allowed Job's captivity and equally made a word of escape for him. By reason of this service, God will make a word of escape for you from every captivity in Jesus' name. Amen. Our life is like a drama on a stage between two key players. A drama. There are producers. Hello. That directs the film. They are watching. The producer of the film knows the end. Is that not right? He has written the scripts. He knows how it to end. But the audience do not know. But the producer will just be laughing. Because he knows the end from the beginning. I praise God for him fearfully and wonderfully made. Even before I was born. Everything about me has been written out in the book of life. Your producer is Jesus Christ. He has the keys. Before you started, that film was introduced. He wrote that film. He wrote the scripts. He knows how you end. And I pray you end according to the, the lost way. Amen. First player is Jesus Christ. 
two players, between two key players, they give off abundant life. He gave Job everything. Second player, the devil. The one that came to see, kill, and destroy that abundant life. He tried to destroy, to kill, and see Job's life. Abundant life consists. There is no end to that list. Abundant life. No end to that list. That list. The list of abundant life. Carry anything you can imagine is there for good. Anything you can imagine. Joy for good. Joy more abundantly. Abundant. Anything you need. Add it to that list. It's in abundance. Jesus has given it to us in abundance. It's given to us in abundance. Good health in abundance. Long life in abundance. Favor in abundance. Love in abundance. Greatness in abundance. Victories in abundance. For in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of what? Joy. Everything is in full. Everything is in full. In his presence. In his presence. You have all forms of abundance. But there is a quiver of brethren. Always around. To see that abundance. Even in Job's state of righteousness, as confirmed by God, the devil still had something to accuse Job of. The devil accused God over Job. And that accounts for why we must all live a holy life. The devil is not and can never be a fair player. He can never be a fair player. If you think that the devil, okay, this is the rule. He doesn't play by the rule. Shakama Horo Koma Haya. He can never be. Instead of leaving Job alone, he had the first one. What happened? He still went ahead to place another demand. The first demand was, ah, if I strike all that you've given to him, this man will deny you. He did that. Job did not deny God. And he asked for another condition again. Two things will play football. The other one will defeat. The one that was defeated will say, ah, it's because of that shot you played. Okay, let us start all over again. Why will you start all over again? That's why the word of God says, pray without what? Because the devil does not rest. He's always looking for, even when he's giving technical knockout, he's always looking, spoiling for your fights. You know someone who says, I have been defeated, let me leave, go, leave this. And he will keep on coming. The devil stole, he killed, he destroyed Job's wealth, servants, his children, dented his prestige, but not Job's integrity. Don't give up your integrity. Your integrity preserves your faith. Don't give up your integrity. Your integrity is what you're known for. When they say person is a man of integrity, that means a man of honor. And they say that man has no integrity, that means that man is finished. When they say that person has no integrity, that means he's a thought. You cannot say this is where he stands. Integrity matters in life. Integrity is and the ability for you to say something that's wrong. You say this thing is not proper. The ability for you to stand for the truth. The ability for you to say, God has always been there for me in the past. In this present situation, I will not betray God. I will stand and wait for my God of my salvation. That's a man and woman of integrity. What was Job's reaction? Job chapter 1 verse 20. What was his reaction? When they told him everything has gone. Everything has gone. Job chapter 1 verse 20. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head. And fell down upon the ground and worshipped God. What a faith. Their children all have been killed. All your wealth has been destroyed. Your servant has been destroyed. Your properties, your assets, your wealth, gone. 
The only thing remaining is just you and your wife. He bowed and worshipped God. What did he say? 21. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sin not, nor charge God foolishly. We must emulate this kind of faith. Sheke Maka, the Lord is good. Satan is not after your wealth. If you read the book of Job, you find it's not after your wealth. It is after your soul. It's after your soul. Look at Job chapter 2. It's after your soul. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro to the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Has I considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth? A perfect and upright man, one that feared God and assured evil, and see, he holded fast his integrity. Did you see there? He holded fast his what? Integrity. Although that moved me against him to destroy him without cause. Although you moved me to destroy him, you moved me so that you could smite him. You moved me to remove my cover over him, yet he's holding on to his integrity. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thy hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will cause it to thy face. Can you imagine? He said the first one, Job did not give up. He came again with another condition. Pray without ceasing. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. He said, watch and pray. Don't just we pray. He doesn't give up. The devil, accuser brain does not give up. He said, allow me to strike his house, his life. And the Lord said, verse 6, said unto Satan, behold, he, he is in thy hand, but save his life. So when Satan fought from the presence of the Lord, and smooth Job with saw boys from the sole of his feet unto his crown, and he took him a portion to scrap himself with her, and he sat down among the ashes. Then said his wife unto him, Does thou still retain thy integrity? Cause God and die. Are you still holding on to integrity? Better cause God. It is better for you to be dead than to be alive. You don't know that sickness that comes upon a man. His family will begin to pray for him to die quickly. That will never come your way in Jesus' name. But he said unto her, Thou speaketh as one of the foolish women speaketh. Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? In all these did not Job sin with his lips. Job said, uh-huh. So when good comes, I receive it. When the bad one comes, you cause God to be. He said, good and bad will come. But what you need to do is to stand. Let integrity speak for you. Satan is not after your words. It's after your soul. If you think it's after your work, by the time he finishes with your work, he'll come after. He will just be grabbing them one by one until he's the person's soul. Most times when people tell me that the man was so sick, he decided to take him to the village. I say, yeah, they have finished the person. Is there any special lab in the village, special hospital in the village, or professor of medicine in the village? It's the person of the devil they want to take the person. They want to go and engage the person with his ancestors shake them so that they prepare the way before he lands. And if you're not close to God, he will get to that level where he takes the person's soul. That's why 
you must never be far from the Lord. Because he has to take something that will make you feel bad about God. Deny your things that will make you. Then you won't have strength to pray again. Instead of prayer, somebody will be ready to spend three hours crying and soaking your pillows with tears. Instead of offering 30 minutes prayer. And then you wake up, you're angry with God. God, see my face, I'm not laughing this morning. I'm carrying hard face for you, God. You enter the church. Anybody that sees your face, the person runs away. It is not the way. If you are not happy with him, die now. So that we know you are not happy. But that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. What is your reaction to your present situations and circumstances of life? When we murmur, we gossip, we frown, we confront and get angry with God, with his prophets, over the whys of life. Why? Why is this thing happening to me? Why, 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 why? When we follow the ungodly means of confronting God, we are cursing God. We are cursing God. Now so, now so, Abraham will have children. Now so, now so, we'll never see Abraham and children. Why is it not happening? Why is the prophet not happening? Ezekiel said, it shall no longer be prolonged. Why, 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 why? But the day he will come down, you'll see the difference. As I decided to come down for somebody today. Amen. When we think in our hearts that God cannot help us, we are cursing God. A drama played out in heaven about the life of Job between God who sees and knows the end before the beginning. And because Jesus Christ is the umpire in this battle of life, somebody here will end well in Jesus' name. Amen. There are things the Lord wants us to understand. Number one, the Lord wants us to know that every captivity or bondage we go through in life is allowed by him. Jesus Christ, 100% God, 100% man, came. But there was a situation he must go through. A situation that must qualify him. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. And issues come around. Then you turn around and hurt him. No integrity. No faith. This cup, this situation will not pass away. I said, but I drink the cup. Abba Father, I said, now you are praying. Before you pray, I didn't say anything because you didn't pray the right prayer. Most of them will pray the wrong prayer. Prayer of defeatist. Prayer of people who are running away. That fires and runs away. Does what? Lives to fight again. But when you conquer that situation, you become more than conqueror because as they come, you keep on conquering. God told Abraham, of a truth, your children will go to Egypt. They will go to a strange land. And there, they will dwell in captivity. They be enslaved. Why didn't God do something to stop that enslavement? Why didn't he do something to say, no, 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 no. I can't allow my children to go to captivity. Because we grow through affliction. When captivity is well managed, you come out stronger. And you know your God better. God allowed them to go through that situation. But in Egypt, they learned so much in Egypt. They learned the art of engineering, irrigation, agriculture, they learned so many things. They learned so many things. The word of God say, Moses was learned in the wisdom and acts of the Egypts. They learned the wisdom. The ones that were good, they collected. The ones that were not good, they dropped. They learned the wisdom, what they needed to learn. They, but they had to learn it through captivity. In that captivity, situation and bondage you're going through, there is something God wants you to learn. Don't run away from problems because you need problems to get to where God is taking you to. How would 
Joseph become, how would he have been a governor? If he didn't know in Potiphar's house how to handle spoon, if he didn't know how to serve wine to, 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 to the nobles, how they dress, how they sit, how they laugh, he learned all those things in Potiphar's house. That it was easy. When he, was, he became the governor, he could easily flow. So when they learned all those things, the Lord said, time has come. The Lord moved into the promised land. They already had what they knew. The wisdom he wanted to have, they had it. So they had to put down Jericho and everywhere. And then they had to offload the wisdom God had given to them in Egypt. There is no captivity in life that God does not allow. Number two, although allowed by God, it is not ordained to overwhelm and destroy us. Although it's allowed by God, it is not ordained by God to overwhelm and destroy us because his integrity where faith is there for us. Number three, every captivity or unfavorable situation activated by the devil is programmed to steal, to kill, and destroy one. Everything enemy programmed, that captivity, his sole aim is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He allows us to pass through them by faith unto breakthroughs. He allows us to pass through this situation by faith unto mighty breakthroughs and testimonies. He allows us to pass through it unto mighty breakthroughs and testimonies. He told Abraham, your children, your children, your children. So at that point, he allowed them to pass through it. He said, you come out with great substance. And they came out with great substance. Great substance. There is always a reward for every captivity. <laughs> Jesus went through it, so he came out with a reward. Joe went through his son. He came out with a reward. Number four. Every captivity has an expiring date. <laughs> Those things, they have expiring dates. They say your children will stay in a land for 400 years. One day it expired. Joseph's captivity expired one day. David's captivity expired one day. Job's captivity expired one day. No matter how long the night is, there must be morning. Once it is time for the expiration of your captivity, the host of heaven will relocate temporarily to the earth to fulfill heavenly demand for your sake. Once it is time, there will be a heavenly relocation. They will come down. He told Moses, I have come down because it's time to move you out. At the expiration of that captivity, he will come down. The host of heaven relocates for your sake. On the way to Sodom and Gomorrah, he told Abraham, your wife will have a child. Said aloud, he came down for their sake. Their faith, their integrity made the way for them. When God comes down, somebody here must testify. Amen. And the Lord has come down for your sake. Say, I have come down. When he comes down, he comes down to fulfill his heavenly demand for your sake. That word he spoke, he comes down to enforce and make sure that he, God, cannot lie. Because no power can prove me a liar. The Lord said, the captivity of 21 people here has just expired. Hey! Because God has come down for your sake. Amen. Tell anybody, the Lord has come down for my sake. Number four. Every faith-filled approach, faith-filled approach to captivity activates a reward. Every faith-filled approach to captivity activates a reward. Joseph, a man of faith, he received a reward, became a governor. King Joseph has stood, man of faith, called all the whole nation. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. At the end of the battle, 
they took them three days to recover spore breakthroughs. Second Kings chapter 7, the king that prophet Elijah told by this time tomorrow a bag of flour will cause a shaking. The vice president said it was impossible. The following morning they had a reward because God is not a man that you should lie nor the son of man that you should repent. David at a point in time had a reward. Moses identified himself with his people. Immediately he found out that he was a Hebrew. Identified himself. A man of integrity. Identifying your foundation and dwelling in integrity connects you to God's vision for your life. Identifying your foundation and dwelling in integrity connects you to God's vision for your life. What if Moses, when he knew he was a Hebrew, closed up that aspect? No, no, I don't want anybody. Oh, where am I? A prince in the land of Egypt. No, 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 nobody should know. Nobody should know I'm a Hebrew. He said, no. Immediately he find out. He said, no, 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 no. So I'm a Hebrew, really. Okay. From today, he removed everything that made him a priest, kept aside. fired with his own people. Which is very, very necessary. God's word, number six. God's words, his prophecies, purpose for us, has far-reaching impacts, blessings, honor, integrity that we can never imagine. His word, his prophecies, his purpose for us has far-reaching impacts, far-reaching blessings, far-reaching honor, far-reaching integrity. At the appointed time, he came down. He said, I've come down to move them to a land flowing with me and honor. He said, I was spoiled Egyptians. Why did he come down? He came down personally to supervise and enforce his way for his children. He said, I know they will not allow you to go. <laughs> But I use my mighty hands. Because when God comes down, he has come down to fight. When he comes down, he comes down, let me see who will say you will not move forward. Let me see who will say you will not come out from that imprisonment. Let me see who will say you will not come out from that prison. Abraham, I have come down for your sake. By this time next year, I have done with you as a human being. By this time next year, you see changes. You see manifestation. Sarah will bring forth. When he comes down, Oh, no, no, God, no. Once the appointed time is due, God comes and personally to fight and kill for the sake of his children. Because no man, no woman of power can make God a liar. Today I decree under divine auction that God will kill for your sake. Amen. I repeat again that God will kill for your sake. Amen. For the third time I decree that God will kill for your sake. Because someone here must be delivered from captivity. Amen. When God comes down, certain things happen. Before God came down for Jephthah and delivered him from captivity, Jephthah was rejected. Jephthah was despised, mocked, abandoned by his kinsmen, by his brethren. He was chased out from the city. He was mocked as the son of a prostitute. He was told by his kinsmen. That you have no inheritance in our midst. Your mother was a harlot, was ostracized from the town. Jephthah relocated to the forest, became a violent man, relocated to the forest. And when God came down for his sake, something happened. He turned around his captivity. Kingsmen and kindred chased him out. The rulers of the city went to bring him back. Kingsmen chased him out of the city. But this time, the rulers of the city, the people that caused shots in the city, in the town, went as a team to bring him back. 
God has a word for somebody this morning. That those who have rejected you will look out for you. Amen. For a divine embrace of breakthrough. Jephthah was a man that kinsmen and kindred earlier declared that he had no inheritance. They denied him any form of inheritance. They said he was not their relation. He had no inheritance in his father's land. But the host city gave him a national inheritance at the appointed time. They came and said, anything you want, as long as you have agreed to be our head, by reason of this service, you are overdue inheritance. Amen. You are withheld inheritance. Amen. Will overturn. Amen. Overturn. Amen. Overturn. Amen. And locate you. Amen. When God comes down for your sake, every stigma disappears. You are this, you are that, you are that, you are that. It's nullified. Just say didn't go to school. Not an Egyptian. A prisoner. Disappeared. That's going to disappear. Ah, was after Potiphar's wife. That's going to disappear. Jephthah that was addressed as the son of a prostitute. A Jephthah that was rejected, despised, was welcomed and honored as a king. By reason of this service, whereby the man of war is turned around your captivity, anywhere you go, a standing ovation will locate you. Amen. At the age of 17, household enemy betrayed and they thought they had killed Joseph. They stole the kill. They assumed they had destroyed the destiny of their little brother Joseph. At the age of 17 onward, Joseph went through the bondage and captivity of life for 13 years. Although all the prophecies given to Joseph appeared contrary to what he was passing through physically. He refused to give up. She will decide would be this, I'd be that. How come I'm not seeing sign of those prophecies? How come I'm seeing negativities of life every time? I saw my parents, everybody buying before me, my family members. And then when I saw the star, the moon, the stars, everything, the sun, the heavenly beings bowing before me. What is happening? Instead of seeing positive things, why are negative things coming my way? So many of us are like Joseph today. He was sold to the Shmelites. Shmelites moved him. Bought over by Potiphar. Potiphar's wife came with her. Bohala. Joseph ended up in prison. The baker dealt with him in prison. That was why he was killed. Be careful about the anointed. Touch not my anointed and do my prophet. No. In prison, instead of the baker to concentrate on how he will get out from prison, he made Joseph his problem. And the anointing of God judged him. And when they find the cup that we are looking, Pharaoh's cup, why would they kill Becca? They are supposed to bring two of them out. Because he was judged by the anointing of God upon Joseph, he was earmarked and he was executed. The butler was brought out, who spoke well and had sympathy for Joseph. Right there in prison, God turned around his captivity. There are spiritual positions we must identify with for God to meet us at the point of our needs. There are spiritual positions you need to be. If you want God to walk according to your condition and pace, you miss it. God is too much. You can't slow him down. You need to walk according to his own pace. You need to be where he wants you to be so that he can locate you. Joseph, it was needful for Joseph to go through that situation so that he will meet people in prison. People that will connect him to the king. It was needful so that he will have contact with people that will connect him to the king. Joseph was busy asking for help. Please, if you are restored, help me. Make a way for me to, so that I will go and look for my family. I have missed them. I didn't do anything. 
That is exactly what many of us are doing today. We want to run away from the problem. We're looking for easy way out. Instead of asking God, what is that way in this situation? And let that way be done in this situation where I find myself. Because you don't know whether that is where God has positioned you to be so that he can locate you. Many people want to run away from problems, trouble, captivity because of fear of the unknown. You must not run away from the unknown because what you cannot handle, your faith is there to take care of it. Your faith is what you need to comfort the unknown. It is not your human wisdom. It is not your strength, might, or power. It's your faith, your integrity, your faith. There are problems and captivity that will never go away except you pass through them. They are needful captivity. You must go through for God to launch you out. The Lord said it. Pray the Lord. Pray, pray, pray. Abba Father didn't say anything. If this cup will not pass away, except I drink it, say, let that way be done. If I have to go through this situation for your purpose in my life to be achieved, let that way be done. We must learn to ask God for his will in every situation. Joseph was denied family inheritance by his brethren. He that was denied family inheritance inherited the asset of the world as a governor in Egypt. I don't know what the enemy has denied you. The what God has done that is coming your way is bigger than your imagination. Amen. I received this one. The Lord said that global inheritance will look at us. I declare again that global inheritance will locate us. So those that refused and swore that they would never bow before Joseph, they came and bowed before him. Your enemies, whether they like it or not, must bow before you. They need to do that for them to stay alive. And the fear of Joseph became the beginning of wisdom for his brethren. That even when their father died, the fear of Joseph still gripped them. They conspired and went and lied to Joseph. Now our father said, though, before he died, you know we are not around when he died. He told us his parting words. That you should forgive us. In fact, you can use us as your slave. We don't mind. The Lord is good. Your enemies will remain in perpetual fear and dread because of you. Amen. They remain in perpetual fear and dread because of Joseph. Because they were afraid that none their father had died. Joseph will show them pepper. But they didn't know that Joseph was bigger than them. Amen? Joseph, though, their younger one, was a man who was matured in the realm of the spirit. He has a mature spirit. He's an idle man that keeps on thinking about people. Matured mind talks about achieving God's purpose in their lives. The Lord is good. Joseph, he has forgiven them. He's moved on. And they were still thinking about, hey, I want you to understand. In your family, those enemies, they will remain in perpetual fear and dread. Amen. The Lord is good. Miriam sang a song when they crossed the Red Sea. And there is a song somebody will sing this morning. Amen. If you're in agreement that God has turned around your captivity. Come with me to the book of Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42. Verses 4 and 5. We always sing that song. You see it here. Are you there? Joe chapter 42, I'm reading from verse 4 and 5. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye see thee. I prophesy that surely 
you will live to see the goodness of the Lord in your life. Amen. I decree and declare by reason of divine unction that even your enemies will declare your testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. Because God is not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. That by reason of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob being God over the universe, I declare and declare every captivity that has been holding you in bondage without foundation or otherwise today and this hour has expired in the name of Jesus. Amen. That expired in the name of Jesus. Amen. That expired in the name of Jesus. Amen. That expired in the name of Jesus. Amen. I speak to every marital captivity by reason of this service today your evil hold over the children of God here are destroyed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your hold is broken in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your hold is broken in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every financial captivity so far have you gone, you shall go no further. Amen. No matter how long the night is, there must be morning. Amen. The morning of the children of God has come. Amen. Your light is shining. 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 Amen. It's shining spiritually. Amen. It's shining physically. Amen. It's shining financially. Amen. Economically. Amen. Materially. Amen. Maritally. Amen. Health-wise. All round. 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 It is done. As is declared here, is confirmed by heaven. Amen. It is done. Amen. Your portion Amen. to testify. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awoni Yelemo Street, Ajao Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or regiaradio.com. For prayer and counseling, please call plus 234-703-668-7445. May God richly bless you.